everyone, this is Achuta Bhava from Nightlight Astrology. Happy Monday, everybody. Today, we are going to take a look at Jupiter's upcoming ingress into the sign of Aries. Now, this is a big change for Jupiter. Jupiter's been in Pisces and still has a ways to go in the sign of Pisces later this year. Um, but this is a, a major transit for the year. And uh, one of the ones that I have circled, obviously, as one of the bigger astrological highlights of 2022 overall, especially this er early on in the month of May, because not only will Jupiter ingress into Aries, but then Mars enters Aries and the two get into this conjunction toward the end of the month that is very powerful. We'll be visiting that separately. The point of today's video is to just take a look at Jupiter into Aries and give you the timeline for it and also go backward in time and visit some of the um, previous eras that we've had, last two eras of Jupiter and Aries. And I'm going to share with you some biographical, you know, journaling that has worked for me and share some stories like that. Also, you know, something you could take away and do to get a feel for what this transit might be like. We'll also look at some of the collective events that have happened that broadly speaking, get at some of the themes that Jupiter and Aries tends to bring up. I'm not like, you know, Richard Tarnas level historian or anything, but we can definitely see some themes in terms of what kinds of events popped up in, say, 2010 and 11 and going all the way back. Um, if we go all the way back in time to the previous cycle, you're looking at, uh, you know, uh, 1999 into 2000 was the other one. So at any rate, that's what we're going to do today. So if you're new to the channel, by the way, I always appreciate if you like and subscribe, share your comments in the comment section, helps the channel grow. Really appreciate it. Click the notification bell for updates after you uh, subscribe so you can get notifications when I go live. Transcripts of my talks can always be found within 24 hours on the website, which is nightlightastrology.com. And don't forget, my new class, Ancient Astrology for the Modern Mystic, starts on June 5th. It's coming up really soon. Uh, there is still time to join. You can check it out on my website, nightlightastrology.com. And once you get there, go to the courses page, click on the first year course page to learn more about it. If you have any questions about the course whatsoever, as you're reading over the details, you can email me info at nightlightastrology.com. Once you're there, you will notice the main features of the program. This is a one-year course in ancient Hellenistic astrology. It's meant to prepare people to professionally read birth charts for other people, but many people take it just because astrology is their hobby and they want to go deeper with um, the course as a personal form of transformation. And you know, it's very enlightening to study astrology. Um, people from all walks of life all around the world have taken the course. We've had thousands of people go through it. And uh, yeah, it's really, it's a well-developed program at this point. And it consists of 30 online programs throughout the year. They're webinars. They're held live on Sundays around noon Eastern time to 2 to 3 p.m. So it's about two to three hours per class. We also have 12 guest lectures outside of those 30 programs. So that's 42 classes on the year. And then there are also breakout study sessions, um, like tutoring sessions with my staff that are led in between our major units. And I don't know, there's probably like eight of those or something. So you end up having just a ton of support as much as you want. Everything you can keep and download. If you can't make it live, everything's recorded. There is a live forum discussion with tutoring staff there throughout the year. You could email me with questions throughout the year. There's tons of bonus content. This is really like, I have poured mo most of my creative work over the past, especially six or seven years. But this course goes back 12 years. 
at this point. It's been slowly developed and changed over the years, but this program in particular is sort of the pinnacle of what I've done as an astrologer. I've really poured everything into it. So check it out. Uh, if you scroll down to the bottom of the page, you can find the payment options. There's an early bird payment, saves you $500 off when you pay in full. Take advantage of that um, while it's there. You can also uh, take advantage of a payment plan if you need to stretch it out over the course of a year. And we also have need-based tuition. So if for any reason you're struggling, and this is outside of your price point, uh, or you have uh, fixed income, or you're a single parent, or you're on disability, or you're a student and you are trying to, you're in learning mode, but you know budgets are tight. Whatever the case might be, we always have that option there for people who want to study, but the price point is out of reach. And if that's you, uh, just tell us your situation and uh, we'll be glad to help you out. Those are limited. Um, so be sure that you apply for those uh, now. All right. Well, that is what I have. <clears throat> and thank you guys for being patient with my promotional mode. Uh, there is no marketing team. It's just me. So <laughs> I appreciate you guys being patient while I promote my work and uh, try to support myself. Anyway, um, as we're going through, by the way, Jupiter entering Aries, I would love to hear some of your stories. We're going to have a few episodes coming up with eclipse season and everything else where we share stories about what people are seeing from these big transits. So you can always share your story by using the hashtag grabbed and then entering your story into the chat box, uh, into the comment section, or you can email us your story, which is grabbed at nightlightastrology.com. Really appreciate hearing what you guys are up to. All right, well, let's talk about it. Jupiter enters Aries on May 10th, 2022. It's coming up quickly. Let's take a look at the real-time clock and get a feel for uh, the um, transit. So here is the... Um, here we go. I'm going to move this forward just a little bit, and you're going to see... I'm just going to go by hours just so you can see the actual ingress. It's about 7.33 p.m. New York Eastern Time, May 10th. I always set it to Eastern Time because usually Eastern Time is a pretty easy standard for people all over the world to convert. So people sometimes ask, why do you set it to New York and not Minneapolis? Because people are watching all over the world when they watch this. And Eastern Time, New York City is pretty standard for everyone to convert. So that's why I use it. But 7... In the evening, May 10th, Jupiter ingresses into the sign of Aries. And you're going to see what's so interesting about this transit is that shortly after, if we take this forward a little bit longer into the end of May, you'll notice that Mars has also entered the sign of Aries. And we have this big conjunction between the two of them, right, right around the 28th into the 29th, depending on you know if you go down to the minute or not. So... It is that's a really powerful transit with Mars and Jupiter that we'll also be studying this month. So, yeah, there we go. <clears throat> By the way, if my voice sounds uh, froggy, it's because I'm still getting over a cold. In fact, I was like, "Wow, this is really bizarre that I'm still getting over a cold. It's just like lingering and won't go away." And it was honestly the most mild cold I've had in a very long time. Nothing to write home about, but it just wouldn't go away. And I was like, you know, I better take a I better take a COVID test. No, it was positive. So I am currently uh, quarantined in my home. Thankfully, my kids and my wife, as of right now, have not uh, gotten sick. And we're going on two or three days of them testing negative and not getting sick. And me basically spending a lot of time by myself. So anyway, I'm just hoping. And uh, I'm first of all, I feel really lucky that um, 
I feel very fortunate that I didn't uh, uh, get, you know, really, really bad symptoms. Like I happen to have what feels to me like a very mild cold. So, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I can work, I can, you know, I can do everything. I've, I've been able to work out even. I, it's really not been that bad. Um, but, you know, not everyone's been as fortunate. My, my mom's partner was in the ICU, you know, like on a ventilator or whatever um, just a year ago. And my mom was like, it, my, my mom and dad got completely leveled by it at one point. So I'm feeling very fortunate. And uh, because and I'm, I'm saying this also because people are like, you, you've been kind of sick for a while. I'm like, yeah, well, I just found out why. And the weird thing is that um, my kids and wife had a cold last week or it was like 10 days ago or something. And then when I got sick, I thought, well, I just picked up what they had and they all tested negative. So I just just kind of just spaced and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure because they tested negative and I probably have what they had that that I'm, you know, I wouldn't have COVID. But anyway, <clears throat> so I appreciate everyone asking and sending, you know, uh, thoughts and prayers. I, I mentioned it on Instagram, so I've been receiving a lot of messages and just wanted to take a moment to say thanks for that. What The reason I mentioned that, that's so interesting, is that, the last time that Jupiter entered Aries in my life back in 2010, I also got really sick. And Jupiter's at the very final degrees of Pisces about to push into Aries. And weirdly, in 2010, when that happened, I got super, super sick. Um, not like this. This is pretty mild. But um, anyway, that just it was just a weird parallel because Jupiter's about to also enter my 12th house and things have this weird way of repeating in cycles. So I was just also paying attention to that and thinking that was interesting. And that is part of what I want to do today is also teach you a little bit how, how to track these transits historically. So um, here are the periods. First of all, let's look at the periods where Jupiter's going to be in Aries this year. So you have Jupiter in Aries from May 10th to October 28th, 2022. That's our first chunk. And then retrogrades into Pisces, comes back into Aries December 20th, 2022, and stays there till May 16th, 2023. So um, as, as we're looking at these periods, the, our first big one here is between May 10th and October 28th. And that's when we can really expect to be working with this energy of Jupiter in Aries. But what I recommend at this stage, we're going to do a several more videos on Jupiter entering Aries, but what I recommend at this stage to warm yourself up is to look at the previous Jupiter and Aries periods and notice what was happening in your life. So I'm going to give you some examples, both collectively and personally, that can demonstrate the, the, the way that transit tracking biographically uh, works. And I think it's a very effective way, I teach all my students about this, of uh, anticipating what kinds of energies and themes might come back up again. So previous Jupiter and Aries periods. Let's look back to the most recent two. Okay, so one was between June of 2010 and September of 2010, and then again, January 2011 to June of 2011. So if you go back in time in your life and just broadly take note of what themes were prevalent at that time, what were you concerned with? What were you worried about? What were you joyful about? What kinds of challenges were existing in your life? What kinds of new things were getting started? You know, what were the ups and downs and highlights of those periods? And just note them, right? Um, and then if you know the whole sign house location of Aries, we'll be doing a horoscope for Jupiter entering Aries later. But for now, if you know the whole sign house that Aries is located in, then you can also note the potential connection of those themes and topics being prevalent with Jupiter and Aries uh, in, in that whole sign house. 
So that's how I would recommend doing it. Now let's look, if we go back to June to September 2010 and January to June 2011, there are some events in the collective. And again, the point of, of this is not necessarily to make any mundane predictions. It's just to give you a feeling for notable events that were expressive of Jupiter and Aries from that time. Now these are sort of USA-centric, a prisoner of circumstance here. I'm just, you know, notable things that that. I can remember during this time that really caught my eye when I did some research. So forgive me because there's certainly a bigger world than just, you know, the United States. And if anyone has any other really interesting events to share, please leave those in the comment section because you'll illuminate and enlighten all of us beyond, you know, my limitations. So one of the things that happened between those periods when Jupiter entered Aries, for example, was the first 24-hour flight by a solar-powered airplane. So the theme of things that are pioneering that um, represent, that are very inceptional, start something new. Jupiter is in the early spring sign of Aries, a Mars world sign. So it's very expansive, entrepreneurial, pioneering, risk-taking, assertive. Let's do something. Let's, you know, take strong actions, break barriers with a kind of, you know, boldness and even a kind of machismo sometimes at, it, at its worst. Also, remember that Jupiter is moving into a sign that exalts the sun. When Jupiter, the planet that is related to not only religion, but also the law, enters the sign that exalts the sun, you sometimes see these referendums on authority figures or, um, you know, you'll, you'll see, for example, in 2000 and in 2010 and 11, there were major WikiLeak dumps that happened that brought up ethical concerns about Guantanamo Bay, the war in Afghanistan, um, and things like that. Not only that, but in 2011, in early 2011, there was the Arab Spring. I don't know if you remember that, but there was a Tunisian, if I'm saying the country correctly, street vendor who, in in protest to what like like um, restrictions that were oppressive that he was dealing with, like set himself on fire as a demonstration, and then that sparked a series of protests and revolutionary activity and and uh, and violence uh, all across the Middle East. That was broadly called the Arab Spring, which in turn inspired the Occupy Wall Street movement in the United States. There's another period, one of these periods, and I forget which one, it might have been in the 90s, where Rage Against the Machine also shut down Wall Street by performing out in front of it. So it's really interesting the way that there are like challenges to authority figures or the questions about law and authority, law and government, because Jupiter represents law and order, and um, that could be religious, philosophical, ethical, moral, all of those things are reflected by Jupiter. When it goes into Aries, you'll see contention or challenge to authority or to authority figures or institutions of authority uh, that come up around what's ethical or not. So whether you are someone who loves the kind of thing that WikiLeaks does or you abhor it is not my point today. It's just you can, this archetypally fits the bill that things like the major dumps from WikiLeaks were happening. The Arab Spring happened, which fueled Occupy Wall Street. Um, Osama bin Laden was killed. Uh, that happened. So a major like moments of like like military pride and sort of victory and things like that. This this was this is the way it was touted, of course, here in the United States is we killed this bad guy, you know. And so th this is very Jupiter and Aries. The other thing I think is really interesting is it's not always what happens um, while Jupiter is in Aries, but what's being seated. So for example, 
Um, the <clears throat> Sandy Hook, yeah, Sandy Hook Elementary School shootings that didn't happen until I think it was early 2012. They actually were precipitated by the the young man whose name was Adam Lanza, and he his mental health crisis, his sort of in the biographical background of what led to that shooting people cited the the very periods where Jupiter had entered Aries and he started expressing the desire when he graduated high school to join the military and was having major mental health crises that were starting to suggest that he was feeling like a failure and wanted to compensate for that at school by um you know taking up uh um like like more violent uh, tendencies especially the desire to join the military um I, I think it's worth mentioning because the reason I mentioned is because that would lead to one of the deadliest shootings, deadliest school shootings in American history. Um, but also because the combination of violence and school, Jupiter is associated with institutions of education, and you had um, you have Mars associated with violence. You go back to the previous uh, period, and you're, we're going to see that there's another instance of school violence that was. Um, defining of conversations politically, socially, and culturally around uh, gun control, school violence, etc. Anyway, it's just interesting to note that that shooter's mental health crisis and inclination toward mili military guns, etc. all started happening while Jupiter was in Aries and he was about to graduate uh, high school. Anyway, um, I know that's kind of heavy, but it's it's these these are the Jupiter and Aries, one of the reasons I mentioned this is to illustrate the fact that Jupiter and Aries is not just about what it brings, it's about the seed that it starts planting. Aries as that early spring sign is often about, you know, what in what intentions start growing, what new things are 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 coming about, but oftentimes you don't see the final result of things that happen in Aries for a while. It's at the beginning of a three-part series in terms of the zodiac which concludes you know, a whole season zodiacally. So cardinal signs are like that in general, tropical signs. So just keep that in mind that there's things that are seated. Now that's a terrible example of something that's seated, but there are also many things that are seated that are quite positive. For for example, go back to um, Instagram launching. Now I, I happen to be very thankful for Instagram because I really wouldn't have a business without it. So you may love or hate Instagram and, you know, and I, and I, totally get that there's different opinions about something like Instagram or social media, but that was something that just was getting started while Jupiter was in Aries. So things can get started that reflect that entrepreneurial spirit or sometimes that, you know, that inclination toward violence, like big violence. So it's, it's just interesting to see, um, the, the full lay of the land when you start studying transits historically and noticing the themes and, you know, and I'm sort of, um, you know, it's easy for me to sit and pull out things, but I'm not trying to say this is a comprehensive list of the defining moments. They're just examples. So if you have examples too, please share. Now, by, you know, after I do this, what I always do is I sit down and I look at my own biography. So what was happening in 2010 for me? Now, Aries is in my 12th house. That can be a very difficult place. It was called a place all of the cadent houses were called metacosmios, which means they tend to be about liminal or transitional spaces. And the 12th house is often about difficult transitions. For example, the 12th house is associated with the labor pains that women go through before uh, birthing a child. But nonetheless, 
the idea with the 12th house is usually that there's going to be a difficult gestational periods. They may lead to very positive things, but and Jupiter can bring good things out of them, especially because Jupiter tends to be a little bit more benefic, but you, you are still dealing with the nature of the 12th house. Well, in 2010, during a 12th house year, I left my job as a social worker, uh, started working at a yoga studio, which was then served an you know, eviction notice as I was the manager at the front desk. And then I was suddenly unemployed. So I was in between worlds, not like, you know, this was a, a sudden unexpected twist of fate. I got very, very sick. Interestingly, right at those final degrees, like I'm getting sick now. So it's, it's just really interesting that you see some, some parallels. Hopefully I'm not going to lose my job, <laughs> but since it's my, since it's my own, uh, my own gig, I guess, um, less likely. I, I never know. But anyway, so I was unemployed. I got sick. And then I start, started my astrology business. So this trend, this very difficult transitional period came about where I left my job, started a new job. The new job fell apart. Suddenly I was unemployed, got stick, sick, and then started my astrology business all right in a row. In 2011, when it came back, I was sick again at the start of the year as Jupiter ingressed into Aries. Right as it did so, I got sick again. But I also ended up working with my wife on a yoga retreat for the first time. And that seating moment would become the beginning of our marriage eventually and also the beginning of our yoga studio and everything we've done together for 12 years. So pretty powerful time. <clears throat> All right. Well, the the importance of that is, again, just to understand, like that's a twelfth house for me. That was twelfth house Jupiter. You know, so Jupiter brings some good can bring some good stuff into the twelfth house. It's not out of the question. It was a transitional period that was very fruitful, but also very challenging and uncertain. Where is it in your chart? Look back to those periods and see what was going on and see by whole sign house if you can identify any of the patterns. That gives you some hints about the period you're going into next. Do I know what's going to happen next? No, but I can already see some parallels. You know, I'm getting sick and, um, you know, my wife and I are uh, cooking up some new things, some new things that we're hoping to do together in the next year as she's coming off a sabbatical. Uh, one of the things we've been wanting to do for a long time, but, you know, children and moving and all sorts of other things have come first has been to uh, cultivate our astrology and herbal medicine offerings together. Because as you guys saw last week, she's amazing. It's really fun to work with her. So it's, it's interesting that, that another opportunity for collaboration is arising. In, you know, interesting. Aries happens to land in her 10th house of career. Well, the period prior to that was February of 1999 to June of 1999, and then again, October of 1999 to February of 2000. So you had two periods between 99 and 2000 when Jupiter was in Aries prior to that. What was happening in the collective? Well, some really similar events. First of all, when it comes to challenges to authority figures, morality, legality, etc., Bill Clinton was impeached. Uh, the other thing that happened was the space shuttle Discovery docked to the International Space Station. It was a major, uh, a major moment of you know scientific, technological space exploration, um, you know, movement. You had a you had a, a a big moment of progress, is what I'm trying to say. And the also the idea that there is um, uh, like pioneering qualities, starting things that have. Uh, you know, this is the first step in many like that. 
Um, and the transition from Pisces to Aries is like that. There's a lot of dreaming and hoping and wishing, and then there's implementing first steps when Jupiter enters Aries. You see that. However, the same theme around um, violence in places of um, you know education, the Columbine shooting happened when Jupiter entered Aries. Uh, so, you know, some similar themes. If you look back uh, at the at the previous um, th at the previous time Jupiter was in Aries. Um, <clears throat> not to again, this is not that I'm predicting, it, but just look at what was happening around '99 into um, into 2000 in particular. So here are the dates again: February 1999 to June. And then October 1999 to February of 2000. So if I go back into my bio, what's really interesting is I found some really similar themes and patterns. So I was in high school and I was in a 12, it was so the, my 12th house again. I made the choice to follow a girlfriend to a religious school, a Baptist college, which was not where I was intending to go. But because I went there, it would lead me to start studying philosophy and theology. At the same time, my parents' marriage and their Christian faith was deteriorating. Um, at least the way it had looked was deteriorating. And so it was this interesting time where a, a very important moment of, um, you know, there was an, there was an important, like, it was like a, a world in between worlds. My, my faith and family's religious affiliation was sort of falling apart as they were going through really tough stuff. And yet I had fall, I had, you know, like fallen in love with this girl in high school, you know, and we went to decided to go to college together. I was just in this religious school and I hadn't planned on being in one. And um, I mean, I was, I was a big youth group kid. I went to church all the time. You know, I was, I, was, I thought maybe, you know, maybe I was even going to be a, a, a minister. So it wasn't like totally off script for me to go to a religious school, but this was a Baptist school, which is more conservative than what I probably would have envisioned for myself. Anyway, so I, I go to this school and I, I but it, because my parents were, their marriage and their faith were like transforming slash falling apart, um, I started questioning my own, started studying philosophy and theology. That path was such a liminal space for me. It was such a, um, a space of uh, questioning and doubts and and sort of re trying to reconfigure my faith. So there's Jupiter in the 12th house. My faith was being questioned as I was, you know, uh, going to a, you know, religious, um, university. So I think that's really interesting. It's just to me, just fascinating to see that they were these interlude periods that were unexpected, powerful, challenging, and led to really substantive developments in my life. And I mean, like if it weren't for making those choices, you know, in 99 uh, into 2000 to study philosophy and theology, I definitely wouldn't be here today. Uh, you know, studying astrology, going off and drinking ayahuasca, because that was an extension of questioning my faith that started happening during that time. So it supplanted these seeds of um, you know, exploration for me in the 12th house that ended up being, they were chat, they were definitely heavy, but, um, but good ultimately. So anyway, I share these with you not to like sit here and, you know, like, it's so important that you hear about my life, but because this is the kind of thing that I think if you hear someone else do, you can go back. And then you, if you know what whole sign house it's landing in, it's, it really helps to take a look at those previous Jupiter and Aries periods. So let's review them one more time. Most recent was June to September 2010 and January to June 2011. 
So take note what was happening, what whole sign houses Aries occupy in your chart. And then February 99 to June 99, October 99 to February 2000, what was happening? Also, if you guys notice anything in the collective that fits the bill of Jupiter and Aries, please do share. I love hearing from you guys. It's it's always fun. And um, that's what I've got for today. This is just meant to sort of warm us up. The next step will be to look at, you know, the, break down the thematic elements a little bit more. Um, I've tried to give you some idea of what they are now, but we'll take a look at Jupiter and Aries a lot more in depth. We've got Jupiter and Mars conjoining in Aries. We're going to take a look at that and some historical examples of Jupiter and Mars conjoining in Aries, which are also interesting. And we're going to um, do some horoscopes for Jupiter and Aries as well. So we'll do those as the month progresses, but hopefully this kind of kind of warms us up. Again, always appreciate it. If you like and subscribe, share your comments, click on the notification bell for updates. You can find a transcript of today's talk on my website within 24 hours. Don't forget the new class, Ancient Astrology for the Modern Mystic, starts June 5th. Check out the need-based tuition option if you need a hand making it possible. You can find everything at nightlightastrology.com. And as always, any questions, email us info at nightlightastrology.com. That's what I've got for today. Thanks.